Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. My guest today is Valerie Bertinelli, and I've got to say congratulations because her new book, Enough Already, right? To all of us, we want to say that not only for our pandemic weight, but for everything, like Enough Already, perfect title. And Valerie's book is on the New York Times bestseller list. The ink is barely dry, so congratulations (laughs) to you. Thank you so much. Well, the truth is, you have always, from the time you were a kid, starting out in the business, been relatable. And whether you were a kid in one day at a time, whether we watch you on the Food Network with Kids Baking Championship or Valerie's Home Cooking, which has won all kinds of awards, your life, your genius kid, Believe me, I know (laughs) that adorable little boy (laughs) who loves mommy's cookings. Who can resist all that? And we all share the same 10 pounds. I thought to myself when I finished your book, we should divide it up and each of us should be assigned an ounce or two. Life would be so much easier (laughs) than us being responsible for the whole thing. So now that the book is out, a huge hit, and things are good, and things have been good very often. Is happiness there? Um, yeah, when I'm intentional about it, it absolutely is. It, but where I put my focus is where, um, where it lies. It's very easy to focus in on all of the, um, the negative. I mean, there's so much negative to be able to focus in on, but there's also so much positive out there as well. And I think um, if we just make it small and in our own world and what we can focus on that can, that can bring us gratitude, um, that's always helpful to be intentional that way. Right. And the question a lot of people ask is, are these things we can learn? I mean, women are so hard on themselves oh, more yeah. than men. Mm. Right? Always. You know, I was. Well, I, don't, I, I can't I speak for men only because I'm not a man. But um, I right. But you, I, I, you have a man, son, and had husband, and you know, not and like I us. And I see how hard they um they are on themselves as well. So I feel like this you know, this thought enough already is could is definitely universal. I mean, yes, women because we live in a patriarchal society. Yes, it is harder on women. And it's even harder on women of color. And it's, it gets harder and harder as you go through the different, you know, the way people categorize you in your lives. Um, but I think, once again, when we can be intentional about what we choose to look at, we can choose to look at the negative or we can choose to look at the positive and pull ourselves through that way. I think that is definitely a path. And I actually give some ideas in the book, like the 21-gram diet, I think, is, a, is something we could all live by very easily. Yeah, explain what that is. I thought that was really an interesting way to look at it. Well, it is said that when you die, uh, your body um, loses 21 grams, whether that's your soul leaving, I don't know. But um, 
I, that's how what I choose to believe. So when you're on the 21-gram diet, as opposed to trying to lose something, like so many of us are trying to lose weight or lose this or lose that, how about gaining something that feeds your soul? So, you know, thinking about gratitude, thinking about um, just changing your mind um, if your mind starts to fall into some spiral of self-loathing. We can actually work and, and, and gear ourselves towards the positive and gaining back that 21 grams and fill our soul. I love that. So, and I really believe that you believe it takes work, but that you can change the narrative and not easily for some people, right? But you can do it. Yeah. I mean, anything that brings us to a better place for some reason is just not easy, but I, but I choose to look at it as when faced with difficulties, that's my chance to get to the other side and to grow and to be a little bit um, more open to, to finding that joy, to finding a better place, to finding more happiness. Because without the darkness, there is no light. Without the light there, I mean, you, you need darkness to be able to see the light. And that's where you have to spend your focus on in the darkest of days. And, and we've all been through a lot of them, especially the last few years. Oh, exactly. And even as children, little girls starting early struggle often with self-esteem. And now with this pandemic, we'll throw a little mental health in the pot. And we've really got a lot of issues. And as you point out, for more than 40 years, you've been working on that damn 10 pounds until you reach yeah. a point when, right? It's enough, enough already. already. Enough it's already. enough already. <laughs> and I think, I think it's incredibly important. Um, this is why we need to get ourselves healthy, especially when we have children, so that we can then pass that health on to our children and not say things in front of them that they could then take and internalize. And I think it's really important, the words that we use with children, I mean, I talk about how that my elementary school teacher poked at my belly and told me I was going to have to keep an eye on that. Before that, I wasn't even aware of my body. I didn't even think that there was anything that I had to look a certain way before that happened to me. So I think it, it's incredibly important to be aware of the words that you use and, and to let, let a little girl be a little girl, for Christ's sake. You know, that, that, yeah, there's absolutely. enough things to worry about in the world, you know, that we don't need, let them, we don't need to let them worry about their weight as well. Well, and the thing is that even with a lot of the angst that you went through, which so many people go through, there was something so solid inside you, the family, the support, the gifts, that you could really, with some pain, but get through it, even though you questioned, you had the usual anxiety, and more so because you're a public figure, but you did it. And then you could always go back to that delicious crab spinach dip, which I'm reading. I haven't even read the first chapter yet. I thought, I am going to love this book. And I was going to go right in the kitchen and make it because there definitely is solace in eating something delicious and making something delicious. It's a way for me to be creative. I, that's how I use food. I come from a very creative family. My mom was an artist. My brothers all are creative in their own separate ways with different mediums. And um, I've, I've 
chosen food that was the very first thing i've been cooking long since longer than i've been acting um it was always fascinating to me it, it always made me feel loved the way my mom served it the way my grandmother served it my aunts it was always something in our family and then for unfortunately for a long time i used food um i thought it was dangerous i thought oh it's bad it's i mean putting weird things like that on it and i now come back to food is love food is the way that i share my love that's my love language and there's nothing wrong with that and that's why i was felt it really important to share some recipes in this book as well that go with some of the stories that i tell no they're perfect and i loved reading about your mother-in-law too valerie was married to a very gifted rock guitarist musician and his mother was a fantastic cook from another culture, but she could cook. And I, I even wanted to try those recipes. Yeah, Mrs. Van Halen was an amazing cook. Um, and, and she was able to come to America before you could get all of the ingredients that you can now so easily find. And she was able to make all those beautiful Indonesian dishes with American ingredients. And uh, I was just like flabbergasted at, at her, the deft that she had in the kitchen. And what a great gift to be able to learn an entirely different culture way of cooking. And I, I feel like we don't, I mean, we are getting much better at it for sure. Um, but to, to be able to, I, I always believe this, that there, there are, you know, noodle dishes in every culture. There are dumpling or, or ravioli dishes mm-hmm. in every culture, and you can find them. And it just, what happens is they use the ingredients that they are born and surrounded with. And that's how you get so many different kinds of beautiful dishes. I think we should be celebrating that. Without question. And yet it was interesting, you pointed out that your husband at that, during all those years, Eddie, wasn't a real foodie, even though give him a little whiff of your hot crab dip with spinach, and that was something else. But food is, I always say, it's our Proustian persistence of memory. You know, it brings yes. back, you become your mother, your grandmother, when you look in the mirror. And especially yes. with you and that lasagna, you know, <laughs> with the missing magic and ingredient. Yeah. And your uh-huh. mom. And, yeah. and your mom wasn't Italian, but she mastered no. Well, I think that's that's part of, I mean, I talk about it in the book that, um, you know, she was really given a hard time when her and my dad got together and they did not accept her into the family. And I think it was her, either she did it, and I, this is my regret of not being able to talk to my mom more about these type of things, is that that was her way, whether it was subconsciously or consciously, I am going to win these women over by being the best Italian chef I can possibly be. And she was. She was an English-Irish woman that you would never know it by the way she cooked because her Italian meals were unbelievable and just as good as my nonnies and my Aunt Adeline and my Aunt Norma. Mm. And you inherited. Does your son, Wolfie, cook? He's a gifted, he by not. the way, for those no, he... who don't know. He's a musician. <laughs> my son and... definitely got his father's gift. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And you and you point out, which from the time he was, even before he was born, your husband was uh, putting music to your belly so that the yeah. fetus could hear it. Yeah. yeah and he, it worked. From the moment I got pregnant, um, Ed was hoping whether it's a girl or a boy, I'm going to be playing music with this baby. And um, boy, did Wolfie show up. 
and uh, from a very, very young age, he was fascinated with all the musical instruments that were leaning against walls and sofas, and they were all over our house. So Wolfie um, immediately was enthralled with all of it, and it has proven to be his gift in life is to make music, and he is so amazing at it, and I'm so grateful that people are, are seeing what I see in Wolfie and what Ed saw in Wolfie. Right. Well, he's got the gift. He does, for sure. And and you have a very close family. Even when you got divorced, you never let each other go. That family was family with a capital F, no matter what. Oh, for sure. I mean, he was. Dad was angry with me for uh, a few years after I left. Um, well, kids to and we got not. He's that. a kid. Yeah, but I, um, we were able to find our way back back to each other again, thankfully. Um, and it's a uh, for people that haven't experienced the same sort of thing with their exes, I guess it's hard to understand. But Ed and I always loved each other deeply and cared more about Wolfie than um, than to be too angry with each other for you know, except for a few years there. Yeah, and did he read the book, Valerie? Um, Wolfie read some passages because I wanted to um, pass those through him first because if he was uncomfortable with them, I wasn't right. going to keep them in the book. Uh-huh. And after you finished the book, was it like when you finished going to a shrink, did you feel <laughs> a sense of relief and a sense of, it's okay, I feel I've come through it and I'm in a good place? Yes, that and immense fear that now I was actually going to publish it. It's like, do I really want to do this? This is a little ner- – I'm a little nervous about this because it is so raw and right, so vulnerable open. and very open. And I thought, well, you know what? For the people that are going to get it and, and it and it connects with and it helps them through their life, fabulous. And for the people that don't, well, it's not for them, and that's okay. But you know what? That is really part of your gift that ability to be open and to share and to have someone say, that could be me, yeah, you know, that's that, not uh, easy. And you can do, you do that instinctively and we can all reach out and say, oh my, I've got to, she, how does she know me? She, yeah. That's what I think. And that's what I say. Because we, we all have been through so many of the same things. You know, the people may change, obviously it change. You know, the, 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 the parts are different. But all of these emotions that we all feel, they're all so similar. And um, it, it brings us together, I think, instead of, you know, um, taking us apart. We can identify with each other. I think that's what makes us um, more one and, and f- more feeling not so alone. You know, it's... I hired an organizer at one point, you know, determined to get rid of all the junk that I've collected over (laughs) a lifetime. And she found my secret stash of Barnard College clothes, size eight. You can imagine how many years later. And she said to me, what's this? Oh, I said, don't throw those out. And she said, you are never going to wear those clothes again. Throw them out. And it was so painful, it and is. I threw them out. And I threw them oh, because good for you. But we're like that, right? I mean, yes. all right. I'm getting hold back on to the that. Past and things. I mean, there's a few things. Obviously, I still have my wallabies. I talk. I have a whole chapter. I loved about your it. wallabies. <laughs> <laughs> and we hold on to some of those things. 
But, I mean, most of it we can let go of. Now, here I am saying this, and I still have a closet I need to go through that I swore on the first day of the shutdown of the pandemic that I was going to go through my closet and get rid of anything that didn't fit me. And here I am two years later, and I still haven't done it. I know, but look what you did. We were just saying so many of us. (laughs) Yeah, you wrote a book and said, I think I'd rather do that. A lot of us are like, it's going on three years. We're like queens of nothingness at a certain point. We've learned to do nothing. You know, I'm shocked. I'm so good at it. Doing nothing. You know what? And I think more of us need to learn how to do nothing because doing nothing means a lot to me, if I may quote (laughs) (laughs) ACDC. No, but, but that's like many of us who were so hyper, like nine things in one day, learned. And mm-hmm. I don't say yeah. it's good or necessarily bad, but it's sort of weird that that we can do that without feeling guilty. You know, I think but of it's course, super important. I think it's super important. I think rest and, and being with family is just as important as what we do for work to pay our bills. And I think America, we, we, we're just making an adjustment because work shouldn't be the be-all and end-all. It should be your life right. and, and your connections with your family that is the be-all and end-all. Yeah, but, but you have always had work, and you never forgot the importance, too, of your no, parents, I've, your I've brothers, and family. Mm-hmm. I know. And, I'm a workaholic my whole life since I was 12. So I think it's I think it's time to. Obviously, we need to work to pay our bills, but I think there needs to be um, a, a happy medium in there somewhere. But do you feel you've now crossed the line with the happy medium that you can put it all together? Or listen, it's very hard when you're a workaholic and you've got the opportunity to be one. Mm-hmm. to turn your back on it. I mean, you don't, it's, you can't do that. Well, the problem with being, the, the, I'm so the polar opposite. And then when I'm, when I'm lazy, I am the laziest. I'm, maybe lazy is the wrong word, but I rest as hard as I work. And I really enjoy it. And it's, I've gotten to a point now where I don't feel guilty about doing nothing anymore. I used to feel so guilty. Why am I not doing something? I should be doing something right now. Why not right. just like relax and enjoy what you've worked for? So it, it's, it's, I'm still getting there, and I'm there a lot more. But I have learned that I, am just, I, am, I work just as hard at resting as I do at working, and that's well, okay. That's, and that's a gift. And I think everyone has to learn that. And that's, yes. But still, you're still doing two TV shows for the Food Network and now promoting your book and doing all kinds of things. How, how are the Food Network shows? Still fun? Oh, yeah. I just met with my culinary producer yesterday, and we're just going through 13 more episodes that we're going to start shooting soon. That's great. And the kids' baking thing. I can't believe those kids. How do oh, those kids amazing. know how to do that? It's, it's amazing. They just, you know, there's so much on the Internet about baking and, and on Food Network, and they just, they eat it all up because kids always need to find a create, creative outlet. We need to let our children be creative. A lot of kids choose this baking, which is so creative for them. Our schools have gotten pared down so much to where they're just learning science, learning biology, learning this, learning that, and they're not just giving. There's, I don't know many schools that still have um, just baking classes or art classes or drama not classes. Now. It's so rare, and music yeah. classes, and we need to be able to expand that other side of the child's brain. So good for them for, for finding creative outlets. And we should give no. that to our children more. It's a gift. Right. Or it They're should be. Absolutely. 
They're absolutely amazing. So now, at this point, with a very full plate, a little time to rest, and great success, what's on the Valerie wish list, or are you just letting it happen? The older I get, the more I just let it happen, for sure. I mean, I have some things planned um, that I'm very excited about. But I, well, God, yes, I'm writing, I'm writing in the middle of um, just starting, actually, um, a new cookbook that will hopefully be out next year. I'm going I'm to be glad. doing a, a theme? with Demi Lovato. Oh, a theme well. is Indulge. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's the opposite I, of enough already. Let's just know, indulge. I think that's right. Part two of enough already. <laughs> indulge. Indulge is perfect. And you've got to put that cake that you describe with all those layers and the frosting. Oh, yeah, the love cake. It's amazing. Oh, that cake sounds incredible. It is. <laughs> well, you have enough for indulge. And then what is the project after that or with that? I have a, I'm shooting a pilot with Demi Lovato. Um, wow. And it's written by the same brilliant woman, Suzanne Martin, who wrote Hot in Cleveland. And I'm very excited about that. I know. And it must have been when with the passing of Betty White, who, God bless her, had this incredible life with uh, oh, Betty working with her and amazing right she named oh, your dogs yeah. she named my dog Luna she named one of my cats Nelson she yeah <laughs> she was just a, a gift to all of us and um, and I feel lucky to have been able to spend five years working with her well we're so happy that you had time to visit today I really got such a big kick and learned a lot and the book is right out there. I mean, no one is more open than Valerie and willing to share. And enough already. Just it's going to be our mantra on our T-shirt. Oh, thank you, Joan. I'll add it. All the best to you and your family. Thanks. Let us know when your kid's music comes out so we can all promote it. He sounds fantastic. You can get it now, streaming everywhere. It's Mammoth WVH, and it's brilliant. He's been nominated for a Grammy. I'm just super Can you excited. believe that, your baby? Ah! Unreal. My baby's been nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> oh, God. Well, a gift, too. All right, all the best to you and yours. I'll talk to you again, I hope, very soon. Thank you, Joan. Bye-bye. 